0: Stone. Yeah? Excited to be here this morning? Very good. Hey, we have been in this series in Proverbs we've uh, called Bump. And the reason why we called it Bump is because there are things in Proverbs that redirect us and say, hey, if you apply these principles to your life, you're going to see some really cool things happen. You're going to see your life get lined up with God because at the end of the day, we are evil. We are terrible, terrible people. We were born with a sin nature that is always causing us to go away from God. And what Proverbs' desperate cry is, let's get realigned with God. Okay? And if you'll listen to these principles, if you'll bump up your life against these principles, you're going to realign and head in the direction that God wants you to head in. As it pertains to being a dad. As it pertains to the kind of alliances that we make. As it pertains to the tongue. As it pertains to how we respond to wisdom, what kind of person are we? Today we're going to talk about something that is very prevalent in our culture today. It's something that people talk about. You know everybody wants to kind of know what it's about. Everyone's got their thing out there. So we're not going to listen to what our world says. This morning, we're going to listen to what the Bible says. It seems to be a better idea. So um, every month, or every week sorry um, Uh, My family gets together, uh, that's my wife and my two sons, we get together and we have a little family meeting, right? It's kind of realign our lives and, hey, what's going on, a little prayer and that kind of stuff. And so um, we do ask the kids this question, you know, what are some things that you can work on this week? What are some things you see in yourself that we need to kind of work on this week? And uh, Cooper said something absolutely profound about a month ago. Isn't it crazy how five-year-olds stay stuff and we're like, whoa. That was deep, right? And he's five, cool, (laughs) right? So Cooper says this. I want to do the right stuff. But for some reason, I always listen to Satan and do the wrong stuff. I want to make the right decisions. I don't want to get in trouble. I want to head the right way. But there's something inside of me that is causing me to do something I don't want to do. That is pulling me away from where I want to go. And so Cooper leaves and Patty and I are sitting there and we're just like, man. Isn't that true? Because he just nailed the dilemma of what it means to be a human being. A sinful human being in the light of a very righteous and holy God. I want to go this way, God. I want to head towards you, but there's something inside of me that's causing me to go this way, and I hate it. And I resignate with that. My five-year-old just nailed it on the head. We thought how sad, almost, that this five-year-old is struggling with the dilemma of life that we as adults deal with. So I'm going to walk you through similar kind of things I walked Cooper through. I'll do it in grown-up talk, though. I won't be like, okay, buddy. Okay, I won't do that to you. Okay? But, but this similar conversation I had with Cooper about how, to, how, we, how we kind of navigate um, that whole thing. You know, because we identify there's something inside of us, right? We, we identify that, 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 that we make decisions and we are influenced to do certain things. And we go, what was that all about? Why did I do that? That's, or, or why did she say that? You know, why am I going this direction when I want to go? Right? We, we identify with that. We get that. That makes sense to us. That's a, that's a part of our reality, is making decisions we don't want to do and go, I can't believe I did that again. So this morning we're going to have an honest conversation about that. You know, this thing inside of us is the thing that causes us to fall in love. It is the thing that breeds hate. It is the thing inside of us that, that pushes us towards Christ. and It is also the thing inside of us that pulls us away from Christ. It's the thing inside of us uh, that pursues righteousness in the things of God. It is also the thing that pushes us to do absolute evil. It's the thing that uh, causes us to be compassionate. We look upon people who are hurting and we go, man, my heart breaks. And there's this thing inside of us that also causes bitterness. I don't care about you. It's about me. It's the thing that allows us to be grateful. so thankful for what I have. I have a house. I have healthy kids. And also be very envious of what other people have. Well, they don't deserve that. They're terrible, wretched people. I deserve that. I'm a good person. They don't deserve that house. He's a crook honest with right it is that thing inside of us that helps us identify with I was made in the image of the Almighty God and God made me the way he wanted to make me and so thank you God but it's also that thing that allows us to look in the mirror and go God you just messed up with this one you messed up with me so we don't see ourselves in the image of Christ we see it in the way that everybody else views us and this thing inside of us helps navigate that. Helps direct us in either way. And this is the thing that allows us to be very selfless and think of others first. This is the thing inside of us that is incredibly selfish. I, I can't, I can't, I don't even have time to, to, to do all the work I need to do. How can I take, I don't even have enough money to pay for my car payment. How am I going to be able to give money to the church? How okay, am I going to be able to give money to the church if I can't pay my car payment? Same moment, the same thing is inside of us. So we're going to have an honest conversation this morning about the heart. We're going to have you open your Bibles to Proverbs 4. If you have your Bibles, if you don't, it's going to be up on the screen, so no fret. So Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4 is written in this tone. Proverbs 4 is written like a father talking to his son. In fact, it's kind of a theme throughout all of Proverbs is a father talking to his son. It's especially prevalent here in Proverbs 4. And and the tone is kind of like this. Listen, my son. He says it three uh, three or four times. Listen, my son. Pay attention, my son. Eyes up here, boy. Right? I remember when I first started driving and my dad gave me the keys of the car at 16 years old. And I'm going to paraphrase with something like this. Jeff, don't be an idiot don't be a moron I know you think you know what's going on isn't that what our parents did like modern day sayings going on and awesome right so I know you think you know everything but you don't you you don't know what's going on in fact I do because I've been there so listen to me pay attention because at the end of the day it's gonna cost you your life or it's gonna cost the life of someone else if you don't pay attention to my words You're going to kill somebody or kill yourself if you don't listen to me right now. And this is a similar kind of tone that Proverbs is being spoken in. Proverbs 4 is, listen to me. Pay attention to my words. Eyes up here. Focus. Focus. So let's get there. Let's focus together. Proverbs 4 verse 20 says this. Pay attention, my child. There it is. To what I say. Listen carefully. There it is again. Don't lose sight of my words. Let them penetrate deep within your heart. My dad always used to go to me, focus, focus, because I was like, oh, a bird, whoa, whoa. What is that, is that blue, oh, yeah. My dad was like, whoa, eyes up here, buddy. You know, focus. In fact, there was one time he used to tap me in the head. I hated it, I wanted to break his finger, but anyway, he used to <laughs> tap my head. Focus, this is what he's saying, this is what he's saying. Focus, listen, don't, don't let this be just come in one ear and out the other, lock onto me, listen to me. Pay attention to me, because you're going to miss this. Okay? And he says this. For they bring life and radiant health to anyone who discovers their meaning. Now, verse 23. This is a verse you need to underline. You need to then circle, and then you need to throw stars all the way around it. Okay? And if you're a highlighter person, let that highlighter go nuts. Like 4th of July. Pew, pew. Okay? This verse is going to revolutionize your life. Okay? The Bible's full of them, but this is a good one. Above all else, verse 23. So I've just given you a bunch of advice. I've just told you what wisdom's all about. I've told you that she's awesome and she's amazing and that you need to follow her and live after her. And if you don't, you're going to make mistakes. That's important. But this is so much more important. Above all else, guard your heart for it affects everything you do. Guard your heart for it affects everything you do. It affects the way you speak. It affects the way you do and what you don't do. It affects the way you handle people and the way you don't handle people. It affects the way you argue and don't argue. It affects all of it. Right? And, and, and we could say that is absolutely true. And It affects all areas of life. And this is how I know that. If you have ever been a passenger in a car with somebody who is an angry driver, you know this is true. Right? Because this is what happens. You're caught in the parking lot, caught behind somebody, you know, or you're on the road and you're driving, you get caught behind somebody slow. That person turns into a maniac. So all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh! They're throwing their hands in the air, you know, they're like, "Oh, and they're throwing fingers in the air and they're slapping the wheel and they're changing dials and smacking the window and the kids are like, daddy, I love you. Be quiet! <laughs> Shut your mouth right now! Daddy's trying to drive with a stupid driver, right? And all of a They just turn into this wretched person. And and the person in the passenger seat is like, you are demon-possessed right now. Satan has taken over you. You are demon-possessed, right? And then, guess what happens? They get around that person, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, wasn't that weird? How you doing, Bobby? You're a good kid. You ready for some in and out? This is going to be great. You get a milkshake because you're fantastic, right? (laughs) Honey, didn't Jeff just nail that sermon this morning? Praise God. (laughs) Right? And as the passenger sitting here, you're like, I'm literally scared right now. I'm scared for my life. Because you are Jekyll and Hyde. You're like, and then, oh, right? All, like, that is the heart. So if you've seen that happen, and you have, or you've, that you've had that guy behind you who drove by and went like that to you, <laughs> you know that something's affecting that. That that just didn't happen by chance. It's the heart. Affecting it's the heart. This is that evil thing inside, the, right? And see, the thing is with the heart, if we're if we're not careful, if we don't pay attention to it, it's going to head us in a direction that we don't want to go. For nine years, I have been drawing my wife maps. Seriously, so frustrating. <laughs> like little arrows. I love you, you know, little sunshines and flowers and then directions how to get there, just in case. And then I hand her the map. There you go, sweetie. And then everything goes great, right? She, she, everything's going great on the map until she gets lost. And then all of a sudden, it's my fault. I'm like, baby, I love you, but come on, okay? You just didn't pay attention to the map. No, right, it's a huge, di- nine years. Nine years I've been dealing with this. Last year at Mother's Day, I was like, I'm done. So I bought her this beautiful thing called a GPS unit. Global Positioning System. Brilliant. Love it. Because with the the GPS, I just go, beep, boop, 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 beep. Go. And it takes her there. And this beautiful British woman goes, turn right. Turn left. It's awesome. And guess what? If she gets lost, oh, no worries. Recalculating. Recalculating. We're just gonna go back this way. No problem. Recalculating. Awesome. This is what I've learned about the GPS. What you put into the GPS is where it takes you. You mess up one letter, one number, and you're like, seriously, Chandler to Mesa takes six and a half hours? <laughs> All right, GPS said it, so I'm going there, right? And it takes you completely different way. What you put into the GPS is where it takes you, to the T. What you allow in your heart affects the direction of your life. What you put into your heart, what you allow to come in, affects where you go. What you do. What you say. How you act. The kind of wife you are. The kind of husband you are. The kind of boyfriend or girlfriend you are. The kind of parent you are the kind of coffee you drink. It affects everything you do. If you're a person who seeks attention, you will do nothing. You will, you will, you will spare no one to make sure all the attention is on you. So that means you'll blow up your marriages, you, you'll blow up your friendships, whatever, as long as the attention is on me. If you are lonely, if you have the Eeyore syndrome, it's just, oh, man... I'll always be alone. You'll marry the wrong guy. You'll hang out with the wrong friends and you'll say, well, at least it's better than being alone. At least I'm not alone. Maybe you come to church, read your Bible, pray, tithe, community service. And for you, it's just like this holy checklist. Just like, pop, 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 pop. did him God, look at me. I'm awesome. Now bless me. Right? We have this this list that we go down. As long as we do that list every single week, every single day, then God is going to bless us. And at the end of the day, we go, I don't hear God. I don't have a relationship with God. Because it's all about a to-do list, and it's not about a relationship. Because that list is all about you. It's all about me. It's not about a relationship. It's rules versus a relationship. It's, I gotta do all these things in order for God to love me. You'll never see God. You won't sitting down at a TV and watching pornography. It's reading through pornography. It's chatting online with guys when you're a married woman, girls when you're a married man. You'll never experience true intimacy. You won't. You're going to blow up your marriages. You're going to blow up your kids. Because you put this stuff inside and expect that the direction of your life is going to take you towards Christ. You're kidding yourself. It will destroy your home. It will destroy your, more, your marriage. Maybe a person who stuffs everything. I don't like dealing with conflict. I don't like dealing with anything. So I'm just going to stuff, stuff, stuff. You're going to end up one day doing something insane and crazy stuff. Because you never talked about it. You never got that out. So you just stuff, stuff, stuff. And then one day you'd be like my mom and have an affair. Sleep with my dad's one of my dad's friends. Because I never talked about it. Just stuffed. It says in Proverbs 27, 19. If you have your Bibles, let's head there. Twenty-seven nineteen says this great passage. As a face is reflected in water, so the heart reflects the person. You've heard the adage, oh, he just wears his heart on his sleeve. I love that. About, we all wear our hearts on our sleeves. You can spend two minutes with somebody and kind of know the direction of their life. I can sit down in counseling with somebody who comes in and I can know pretty much within the first five minutes of where they're going, what they're about. Because we all wear our hearts on our sleeves. It is reflected as a face is in a mirror or in a pond. Some of you are sitting here going, this is the most depressing sermon I have ever heard. Thank you, Jeff, for making me feel miserable. What do I do? The Bible gives many, 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 many suggestions. I'm going to give you two because I think they're biggies. I'm going to give you two suggestions out of the book of Proverbs. The first one is in verse 23 of Proverbs 4. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. The word there is actually Mishmar. Jeff, which Jeff is, hey, let's play some one on one right now. I want to take you on, buddy. This is kind of awkward because I'm in the middle of a sermon, dude. <laughs> kind of bad timing if you want to do this, okay? Don't so make excuses. Don't, Come on, I've got an itch and really I've got to rock. You and with me, right mono and mono, baby, Heart right fire, now. Let's do this. Let's do this. Come All on, right, bring it rock. out, fellas. Bring it out. We're gonna do this. Give me the rock. Let's okay. go. I'm like the Great Wall of China. You ain't getting by me, man. Well, oh, I'm getting by what, you. What, what, what going around the table oh, Come I'm, go- go- I'm getting by <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You ain't going by me. Come on. Where you going? You don't have to be so physical. My gosh. i a pastor. We're gentle. Careful. Gentle. Come on. Bring it. Please. Be careful. oh not in my house not in my house oh yeah you don't need to gloat like that hey it's gonna make me feel get out of here no please get out it's really annoying you're embarrassing yourself go don't feel bad for him some of you are like i told you this church was weird (laughs) guard your heart like that annoying guy guys that annoying guy in basketball who's always like in your face oh you're not getting by me you just wanted to go right and kick him ladies are like that's so violent <laughs> no you I, it, it, they're just all in your business they're all about it because their objective is to make sure that round thing doesn't end up there and so they're all about it they're all over they're trash talking uh-uh you're not getting in there why don't we do that When it comes to our hearts, oh, jealousy, you better step back because I'm going to own you. You're not getting in here. All loneliness, uh uh-uh, you can step off because I'm all about it, right? Wouldn't that change if we were like that annoying guy who guarded in basketball? Just all about it? I was trying to tell you before Nike interrupted me that the word in Hebrew for guard is mishmar. And it's this really interesting word. It's only used once in all of Proverbs. The word guard is used a bunch, but this word, this particular word, um, the prefix of it is only used once. And it's this. We are to spend time, yes, guarding from the outside, keeping the outside from coming in. But the other part of that passage, the other part of that word, is that it's like a prison guard. A prison, prison guard's number one objective is to make sure that those criminals do not get out and harm the other people we have that inside of us we have sin nature that is evil anyone that says mankind is good they're liars mankind is not good we have this thing inside of us that is causing us to go the other way and what that passage is saying you guys got some stuff in your life as a result of one being separated from christ and by the way if you don't have a relationship with jesus you'll never really understand this you can feel it, but it's hard to fix it without Jesus. So I'll just say that. It's got this thing inside of us that is causing us to turn away from what we really want to do. And that passage says, listen, you're spending so much time, and that's good, making sure that the outside doesn't come in, but you're not paying attention to what's inside already. Because even the best point guards, even the best guarders of, of, of that hoop, let somebody buy the score. we got stuff inside of our lives. And guys, I'm just going to say, get counseling. If you got some stuff inside of you, get counseling. And counseling's not going to fix anything if you don't know Jesus. You might be able to air some stuff out and feel better about yourself, but until you have a relationship with Jesus, counseling's, you know, are just going to be able to talk about that stuff. Guard yourself not only from what's on the outside trying to come in. Guard what's on the inside because that's going to get out and it's going to blow people out. And if you know what that's like because you can see the trail of dead behind you in your past. In your present. As a result of you not guarding your heart. Number two. There is a prevalent thought in our world today. That thought is this. Trust your heart. Just trust you. You are your own God. What you put into your life, what you put into your heart, you will then have, if you put positive in, positive will come out. You are your own reality. You are in charge of your own heart. Your heart is really good and great. And that is a lie. That is a lie. That is a bunch of people trying to figure out the meaning of life without Christ. Because this is what the Bible says. I don't care what they say. I want the Bible. 28 Twenty-six says this, Proverbs trusting oneself trusting one's heart is foolish but those who walk in wisdom are safe, if you're a person that has adopted the idea that my heart is good that I'll just trust my heart, the Bible says that's foolishness, that's absolute stupidity our world likes to do that because they want to push God out I had a student call me up from a while back, and he's having sex with his girlfriend, and I'm trying to talk through it with him. And I said, dude, have you, have you talked to anybody about this other than me? And he goes, yeah, man. I talked to my buddies. I said, what would your buddy say? My buddy said, just go with my heart. And I said, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Because can I tell you what my heart wants to do right now? My heart wants to reach across his phone and smack you in the face. I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying it's what Christ wants, but that's what my heart's telling me. My heart's telling me to smack you in the face. Our hearts are evil. If you have ever watched a three-year-old with a toy and another three year old hat, and he wants that toy, he will smack you in the head and take that toy so quick it'll make your head spin. Right? He'll just walk up, whack. Thank you very much. I win. That doesn't happen by chance. You can't look at the parents and go, terrible parents. No, that is inside of us. If you trust your heart, you're going to be doing that stuff as an adult. And maybe you have done that stuff as an adult. This is what the Bible says. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. and all your ways acknowledge him, and he's going to direct your path. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord. Don't trust yourself, don't kid yourself, trust the Lord. With everything you are, with all your heart, with everything that affects everything, lean not unto what you think is the right thing, because that always goes bad. Get some counsel, go talk to somebody. How about saying a prayer and saying, God would you show me where you want me to go? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding in all your ways, in everything you do, in every word you say, in every action you are contemplating. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be Thy name, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And he will direct your paths. And he will direct your paths. What a powerful passage that says this stop depending on yourself, start trusting in God. Stop reading self help books and just start trusting God. Stop listening to people who keep telling you, just trust your heart. Just trust your heart. Start trusting God. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. He's going to tell you where to go and what to do. Proverbs 22, 5 says this. The deceitful walk a thorny, treacherous road. Whoever values life stays away. uh, Chapter 16, verse 17. I know we're cruising, but they're up on the screen if you need them. The path of the upright leads away from evil. Whoever follows follows that path is safe. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto what you think is right and to where you think you can go. And a great first step is reading your Bible and not just reading it because it's important or reading it because you feel guilty or reading it because that's what you've always done, but reading it and living out the principles that are in it with absolute obedience to Christ. Do you want to see dynamic things happen in your life? Do you want to see yourself move mountains? Do you want to see great and mighty things happen? It will happen as a result of the posture of your heart being lined up with a righteous and holy and amazing God and choosing to say, I will not live this way. I will not do what my heart desires to do. I do want to do what God wants me to do. I am evil. I have made mistakes. I am going the wrong direction. And I want to line up with what God wants. I want to head in the direction he wants me to go. And that is when I find life. And that is when the curse of my heart becomes a reality that says... I am going to rest in the will of God, because his will be done and not mine. If you remember Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, saying, I I don't want to do this. I don't want to die for these people, but God, I want to do whatever you want more than anything else. In that moment, Jesus struggles with his humanity, that part of his heart that says, this is going to be painful, and this is going to be hard, but God... I want to do what you want more than anything else. Would that be the posture of our hearts? When Cooper sits down and he says, I do bad and I really want to do good. What do I do, Daddy? I say, guard your heart, Cooper. You're, not, you're, you're trying to figure out what that is right now, buddy, but guard your heart. Because it affects everything else you do, all the decisions you make, buddy, and the things you say. The way you act and react. And the second buddy is trust the Lord with everything. And he's going to make your path straight, buddy. The same advice I give to my five-year-old I present to you this morning through the powerful, powerful words of Jesus Christ. Through our God who presents to us truths through the book of Proverbs using the vessel of Solomon, the wisest man to ever live, that says, guard your heart, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Let's pray. Lord God, we love you so much. And God, we, we admit this morning that, that our hearts, they're evil. Lord, that through the sin of Adam, who, who, who caused uh, a separation between God and man, that we make bad decisions. And any time we try to go outside of your will, it always goes bad. God, would this church and would and the believers all around the world realign their lives with what you want them to do and where you want them to go and what you want them to say and how you want them to act. God, would you give us wisdom? Would you give us the wisdom to be able to navigate this problem of the heart? And will we align ourselves with where you want us to go and what you want us to do? Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. We thank you for what a great and mighty God you are, amen.